0: Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. The last place boys in blue, black and white. My name is Gabriel and to talk about the 18th Premiership defeat of the season, countless other defeats (laughs) in the season, I am joined by my good, loyal friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom. Tom, why do you keep coming back?
1: Well, I mean, it's mainly the quality of that intro, G, which you know you've been you've been talking about the last few weeks how hard you've been been working on replacing the the, the commentary section and that, and it's 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 sounding brilliant. So congrats, on, <laughs> congrats on all that hard work, it's paid off.
0: Yeah, the eagle-eared of you will notice that that podcast did not um, come with an intro. Um, technical difficulties nothing to do with me improving the intro have caused that I will just say a huge thank you to Matt Clark actually who has reached out to us to say that he will support with um, and when I say support with he will effectively do the intro the new intro uh, for us we just have to get some highlights to him so in true Bath Rugby Plug, Lazy Fashion. Listeners, we're reaching out to you to ask you to send in some highlights of the season to um, or from previous seasons yeah. perhaps to add in to our short, short new intro. intro. So yeah, thinking players that, that will be staying long term in particular to avoid us having to, to go through this rigmarole again. So get in touch with us at Bath Rugby Plug on socials or at Bath Rugby Plug at, well, at gmail.com.
1: And commentary sections from from friends of the podcast, and you, you all know who those are by now. But those those will be considered, especially um, those will be looked on us with a with you know with um, with with an element of bias. I think from the both of us as usual for, for inclusion in, in the podcast. So yeah, look look forward to the the first podcast of next season, the pre-season podcast, when we make all our bold predictions that, that ultimately don't come true, and the the new intro will hopefully be, be ready by then. But Gee, I mean, eighteen.
0: If you can can find one, Tom, with a Darren Atkins highlight, that that will lead us off. That yeah, we'll just have that one.
1: We'll just have that (laughs) one there. Maybe maybe a small Maxidroma and 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 Tom Dunn, Tom Dunn to to, to finish it off. But I, you say eighteenth, eighteenth defeat of the Premiership season. The number that I can't believe is episode thirty-two of this (laughs) podcast this season, which is, I mean, it's it's been a long, hard slog for for all fans really, but for, for us as well. But yeah, episode thirty-two of 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 this season, and we, at long last, year have, have got through it, and um, we are we are here once again to 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 pick through the bones. And let's be honest, that's what it's been many times this season, picking through the carcass that has been been Bath Rugby performances.
0: Yeah, and I think there is Tom going to be one more podcast this yeah. season. We will get to the magic episode thirty-three. I think we're going to give ourselves a bit of time to allow the dust to settle on on this season and watch the semi-finals, watch the final, maybe have a little bit more time off after that. And I think once we have a a clearer picture of all of the ins and outs at Bath and and we've had some time to reflect, um, I think we will come back with a kind of final season wrap-up podcast Mm. at some point in, in the next two weeks or so. So as I always say, hit subscribe in your podcast feeds and whenever we get around to doing that, please do please do that and that will come straight to your device.
1: Yeah, and we can we can look ahead to the guys that will be be flying over to, to you know, flying over down under to, to 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 play in the Australia tour and you know, for the second training squad in in roji at, at England, bath are the most represented team in the premiership which is staggering and, and hard to believe and shout out in particular for for Max Ajoma who is who has managed to get himself back involved, but I'm looking forward to enjoying some of the rugby over the the next few weeks. I mean, we're set up for an unbelievable Premiership top four semi final and final with with two derbies and Tigers and Northampton putting on great performances to to secure their spots. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the final. I'm looking forward to watching England play in Australia and not having, but <laughs> not having to, to kind of suffer some of the stuff that we've seen from Bath. Uh, uh, you know, to to put a downer on those rugby weekends.
0: Been tough. It has been tough, Tom. But we, we watched the Worcester game, both of us, this evening. And, yeah, I think it's appropriate that we do dedicate a whole podcast to the final defeat of the season. That's absolutely what we're going to do. And, Tom, in those deep dark months of the summer when all you want is a bit of Bath rugby light at the end of the tunnel. You will look back on this with fond memories, I hope. And hopefully the listeners kind of appreciate a real deep dive into the final game of the season whilst we can still do it. And and kind of hopefully this is the low point of the Bath rugby kind of modern current era. Mm. And hopefully it's it's only up from here because, as I say, to finish bottom, to be without question the worst team in the league Without question, in my mind, the worst team in Bath's history is a remarkable effort.
1: It's been it's been unbelievably poor. As you say, it's been the the worst season possibly in our history, but certainly in 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 my living memory and many fans' living memory. And you know, I mentioned some of those teams who were flying high at the end of the season. And you 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 know, you watch that with stark contrast to the way that Bath really, I guess characteristically this season kind of it was the limpest of whimpers to end the the, the season, to, to finish rock bottom of the pile. And you have to say, we deserve to be rock bottom. You know, Worcester beat us handily on the day, to be honest, in the end, and we'll, we'll get into that. But some of the performances, when you look across the season, you think of Gloucester 64-0, you think of, two, you think of Saracen 71, you think of Leinster 64 points for the wreck, Northampton Saints away, we got battered. Harlequins, we got battered as well, and we've we fully deserved to to, to 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 finish bottom. And I think on the other the other side of that, you know, Worcester with the playing squad that they've got, with the team that they are able to able to put out, which let's be honest, on paper is nothing like the quality of the side that we put out. They battled hard at times, and I think they deserve to to get the win and and and, and shave it, you know, and shave ahead of us in the table.
0: They certainly did, and and you're uploading the podcast tonight tom and yeah i think first job done the limpest of whimper i think is the absolute correct term for for that performance and and maybe actually for this podcast at times this season
1: well, we've had we've had enough tries there this will be this this is take 5 so
0: we'll um <laughs> we actually made that joke earlier when it wasn't take 5 this <laughs> is actually take 5 now <laughs> so yeah uh, I,
1: a... I was going to get i was going to say on just I guess, to, to, to continue on that point, it was such a strong side that we, we put out. It's one of the strongest sides. It maybe is the strongest side that we've, we've put out all season. You know, our very first choice front row, Abano, Dunn, Stewart. Can't, can no longer blame, blame missing those guys. Yaka, Kutsia, Underhill, Falatau. That's a pretty tasty and, and nicely balanced back row. And then to be honest, G, and this is a little bit worrying, really, probably what the back line will look like next season. With those with those young guys so Spencer Bailey Muir Ajoma Joseph Falconnessga and de Glanville all guys that are staying on at the end of the season all guys that you'd expect to be in and around that that starting 15 so we you know we can't we can't um, blame it on injuries we can't blame it on, on poor selection and Worcester on the other side of things were led and I thought you know these the, some of the young guys really really stepped up but the quality in their ranks was just it, it just doesn't compare
0: doesn't compare it doesn't compare but this is that's the same old story tom and and you're right i I just think that it looks good on paper and and slightly concerned it won't change too much with van graham but but as we've spoken about you know i just hope that that he can instill some some confidence and and some quality in in this side and yeah i thought early on you know we were on the ropes early on and, and kind of an early try and some, some from some early ill discipline from bath i think three penalties in those first two minutes set the tone really and, and to be seven nil down you know was was deserved early on but then tom I, I thought we actually started to to dominate the game and and from about 10 minutes to about 30 minutes maybe even till half time arguably we were we were i'd say almost comfortably the better side. And, and yeah, I, I thought key to that were those guys that you mentioned at the top there, the, the the front row guys. I thought Will Stewart had his maybe his best performance, certainly his best 50 minutes of the season. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And to have Benno back and have Dunny back, who, who've missed so much rugby, I think really boosted his confidence. And, yeah, he was outstanding to get that try from 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 quite far out from the 22 was kind of the highlight. But I thought him at scrum time was was the reason we started to turn that game from from what was quite a slow start.
1: It's been, it's been a breath of fresh air having having Benom back, I think has added a bit of impetus, a bit of dynamism into that front row as we knew it knew it would. But I think as the same against London Irish, we, you know, the scrum has started to look a little bit more dominant and we've had one of the worst performing scrums in the league this season. You know the we we know how how sizable the drop off is between those starting guys and the guys that that fill in when those guys are you know are, are, are unavailable. So yeah, I thought that was the the best part of the that that first forty really. I thought oh, we had a number of scrum penalties, three or four scrum penalties, and let's let's not forget you know Will Stewart was scrumming down against Rory Sutherland, who is a Scottish international and played twice for the Lions in that in that tour for. For, for, for South Africa and, and did not disgrace himself against the best scrummaging side in the world. So, you know, he was up against a, a good operator and he had, he had him, you know, he, he had, he had his number all day. So good to see those guys you know, getting a bit of confidence and let's just hope that they stay, they stay fit and they stay available.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They were key. And, and the other, the other <laughs> guy who was key for me, Tom, was the player who I, who I believe did win player of the year, for Bath and, and that was Will Muir, oh, an awesome. early brace outstanding wasn't he? He was outstanding, yeah.
1: And and 10 tries this season. Mm, so he's nice. he's got into double figures. And I was, I was I was looking back through some of the stats actually. And so he's had two seasons at Bath. He's had two seasons in professional 15s. In both those seasons, he has been the top try scorer at Bath. Oh, and I think on. that just speaks to the quality of his finishing. He is so hard to bring down, and I know for that. That that set well. The first the first drive, the left foot from Orlando Bailey, nice nice little kick. But it was so awkward. It was kind of one of those um, the, the ball was kind of bouncing on both ends. It was and, and it, as it went over the try line for the cross kick, and Will Muir kind of tries to to read it, misreads it, slips on the artificial turf, very awkwardly falls on it. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't the most graceful thing by the by the horse, and but he gets it down and he he gets the finish. And then his second try. I mean, it's very poor defence. But we've seen him do that quite a few times, just make defenders look pretty stupid. And he's very, very strong. He's very quick. He's very direct. And we were at the Sevens a couple of weeks ago at Twickenham and we were, we were saying, there G, weren't we? You can kind of see some of the attributes in Wilmore. He just knows how to beat players. And yeah, the the statistics speak for himself. His, his, his finishing is fantastic. And his work in the air is is is
0: brilliant as well. Let's not forget as well that he's probably not the best sevens convert we've got on the wing at Bath and Roy McConaughey's had such a torrid, torrid season with injuries. But prior to that he was he was absolutely outstanding for Bath. So yeah, on on the wings next season without Watson, without you know okay. Rocco. Rocco they're probably our first choice wingers. You know, it's a, it's a battle between him, them and Cock and, the singer. and And yeah, I think the attributes that they, they show, like their all-round game is just outstanding. And Muir was, was excellent. He, he does look at, at times a little bit gangly and a little bit like, how is he getting the job done? But he's a strong boy and he's seriously elusive. And he's been, yeah, in a, in a dreadful side, he's been outstanding this season. And was it was again on was again on, on Saturday for sure. And to get to 10-19 at half time, I thought that was deserved. I thought we rode the storm that they had early. And, and I think we were, yeah, without question, I think the better side and, and deserved that lead. Um, Tom, at half time then this season, Bath have led on eight occasions in the premiership. We have won none of those games, with the average score being five to twenty in those eight games that is remarkable and that is that is coaching and that is what the coaches are there to do get yeah that is a massive indictment of 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 the coaching and and and, and also the the depth of the squad i think
1: yeah i mean it, it you know it's it's i think at the very heart of it is fitness i think there's Ooh. been there's been many times this season and I, I think we saw it in this game as well where we've started quickly and it's clearly been a plan. Ben Spencer was very keen clearly to keep the tempo high, you know, relatively nice conditions, artificial pitch. They wanted to spread it wide. They wanted to get it in in Will Muir's hands in particular. But the the guys that knackered, and I know that the the the, the the quantity of rugby is relentless but it's the oh, the same get it's, over that it's, it's, the, it's the same for every team you know I can I can barely get up and run 10k but it's, it's not my not my job to do so it's the it's the same for every team and I think I sent you a clip actually didn't I when I was we were watching about the game I think it was on about 18 19 minutes and there's a there's a a, a driving mall we're close to line it's actually just prior I think to that first Will Muir try and the guys, the pod kind of splits. I mean, the, the rolling mall on the lineup was an absolute mess all, 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 all day. But yeah, the pod kind of splits. Three of the players, like I think it was Will, Will Richards, a couple, a couple of others, Will Stewart maybe, went off and kind of collapsed over the try line, but the ball was still five meters back. And it took them about 10, 12 seconds to get back to their feet, to get back round, and to rejoin the pick and go and, and the mall efforts. And I don't know whether that's fitness, I don't know whether it's desire. You know, I, I, I hope that it's 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 more of the more of the former than the latter because that's much more solvable. But yeah, I just think the guys looked off their feet. They looked a little bit disinterested at times as well. And you look at other sides. You look at even Worcester in that game. The desire, the the pride that they were showing to kind of battle, even though there was nothing on the line but pride. I think we were. I think we were lacking that. But I also think the fitness is an issue. Clearly scoring points in the second half is a massive issue. What was it? Three points in four games we scored in the second half. And the defence is just drops off a cliff as well. So, yeah, a bit of a rant there and probably not, not a ringing endorsement of the coaches, as, 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 uh,
0: as, as you say. The defence is is remarkably bad. It's remarkably bad. I mean, yeah, we were having a little bit of fun this evening, Tom, Send, sending each other clips of, of just piss poor Bath play. And yeah, it's laughable at times. And yeah, the defence for for the for the first try after half time, I don't actually know who scores it. I think it might be the sure. the it Oh yeah, Simpson. But they actually score inside their own twenty-two off the first phase, and and that that is insane. And yeah, the the kind of defensive frailties continue through throughout that that second half Tom and and you look at defenses and you know that old thing blitz fast make tackles not my way blitz far sure blitz too bloody fast sometimes but miss tackles nah M- make tackles nah miss tackles so um yeah more, push at the end, well, but... some more
1: niche some more niche uh <laughs> David Brent um in this case
0: that's the last game we've got of it. So I had to, uh, had to get that in. I was
1: getting yeah. a, a, a David Bank Crow. I it's, mean.
0: It's a complete, it's a complete, it is a complete joke, that defence. And, and he, he may have slightly improved it, maybe. But, yeah, JP Ferreira's got a big job in his hands to, to sort that out. They're just not connected. They don't know what they're doing. They're not fit enough. And they don't make the right decisions. And when they do make the right decisions, they fall off tackles. And that's not a recipe for, 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 for a successful defence.
1: No, and I think we when 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 he came in, it seemed, and it's very difficult from our vantage point to know, but it seemed as if some improvements were made. Um, You know, I think back to kind of a couple of the games. So looking back to February, for example, when we 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 shaved narrow, relatively narrow defeat, only conceded twenty four points to Leicester, and they've been in cracking form um, in in that game. Week twenty twenty four was that game. The the following week against Newcastle, 25 points to 30, Sale 24 points as well, Worcester 13 points the following day, admittedly in the in the rain in the Premiership Rugby Cup. But you felt like he was starting to make improvements, whether or not that was a coincidence. And you know, it obviously it tied in with 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 Nathan Hughes being at the club as well, which is, as you've been saying, was the, you know, was the is bellwether for success for Bas Rugby this season. But yeah, the 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 midfield defense in particular. Was terrible, and you, you you get players biting in. You get players. Um, it's, it's it's a communication play thing. Players don't know what they're doing. Players are biting in. Players are flying out the line trying to make big hits, leaving huge gaps. And from a Worcester point of view, I think they they scored that first try from first phase in the you know starting at their own twenty-two. If you're if you're a if you're a you know an opposition side, if, if you're a side looking at your opposition and you're able to do that, you see the guys hands on their knees, knackered, blowing not not getting back behind the behind the line you're gonna start flinging it around you're gonna start backing yourself and i think they became energized by that they were really encouraged by the fact that we just we just couldn't defend them out wide and they you know they continued to they continued to counter them them in but yeah we just we just looked we just looked all at sea in the in the midfield in particular i thought
0: completely on the ropes weren't we midway through that second half we did actually score our bonus point try to make it 17-27 on the 49th minute. And then, yeah, yeah they scored two tries in, in six minutes to make it 31-27. And, and we're just absolutely out on our feet, on the ropes and, and kind of in need for me, Tom, of, of leader. strong leadership. <laughs> um, in need for me of the, the club captain to step up and, and in true Charlie O's fashion, step up and step up. He certainly did
1: he really did and it's it's just been a a a nightmare of a of a season for him and I feel for him and we've we've been we've been critical on on this podcast but it was it's just the worst thing to happen at the worst time and 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 the the fact is that we'd we'd actually scored off the back of it and we would have been back in the lead a lovely little break I think it was a Joma and then a series of offloads between Underhill and, and Ewan Richards, and he's on the post, and suddenly we would have been thirty three points to thirty one up, and, and back in the lead. But no, it gets it gets called back for a, another Charlie Eales high shot. And let's be clear: if the relegation were on the line, and that had happened, and we'd gone on to you know we'd gone on to lose the game comfortably, that would have been a career defining moment for for Charlie Ewell's. As it is, there's no jeopardy, there's no relegation. Uh, ultimately, there was there was nothing on line but pride, but egos, and potentially, you know, his his captaincy for 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 next season. But yeah, if, if there's relegation, there that's suddenly suddenly very very serious. And as I've said on the 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 last few the last few podcasts, he is racking up the, the the cards at the moment. He has had eight cards now, including three red cards in the last two seasons across all all formats, obviously international and and club and that's across 45 games that he's he started so that's about just under 20 percent of games you're you're missing you're missing your club captain for a period of time either with red or with 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 yellow and I was looking back through his his career having a bit of a noise over the 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 stats as it seems you've been doing G and I was going to ask you a little little trivia question so in his last two seasons eight cards in the prior seven seasons of international rugby for Charlie Yules, how many yellow and red cards did he get?
0: International rugby or, or all rugby? All formats.
1: In his career, 2013-14, the seven seasons, and then <laughs> up until the, the last two where he's had eight.
0: I'd, I'd say, well, I know it's going to be low because otherwise it'd be pretty boring podcasting, but if I say five and then you can shock me. Zero. Yeah, well,
1: remarkable. And, and, that, and that's as clear as day. He has not adapted to the new tackle laws that have been brought oh. in. He's not getting his height low, low as it needs to be, and that's exactly what these laws are, uh, are designed to try and bring out. And yeah, I, I think I think it's remarkable. It's uh, it's 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 uh, it, uh, just a clear coaching issue, um, a clear hmm. technique issue needs to change because we we can't be we can't be. Um, 't be missing him for for for, for as often as, as as we have been and to be honest I, I it just epitomized the the decline in that in in that second half you felt like heads went down further we were a man down Worcester had 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 even more space out wide it, it felt like um but yeah a, a very a very very bad moment for yours and for for the team
0: I think it's two actually two se- separate things but I think it just rolls into one whole Charlie Ewell's package. And I think the first thing is this ill discipline. And I think you're spot on. He just hasn't uh, clearly hasn't adapted to to the new rules. And, and I think that's that's obviously on him, but I think that's also on on the coaching that he's receiving, which is clearly not getting through to him. But I think the other point, and I think it's actually a separate point, is he's also just lost the confidence, I think, and the ability to lead these players. And I think you can almost chart that back. To one game and I was thinking about this today and I think the one game where I've never seen someone look so defeated as a captain after a game was that Montpellier Champions Cup uh, not Champions Cup Challenge Cup semi-final at the wreck when we absolutely had that team beat and the only thing we couldn't do was hit those lineouts and more well and that was his responsibility and I think that day he he felt he felt rightly or wrongly pretty guilty for, for that defeat. And, and I think from from that moment, he's just slowly began to, to kind of lose that, that ability to, to lead the side. And, and clearly this is just coming from from an outside perspective. But I think it's not just seen by us, it's seen by by everybody on, on socials as well. And I think it's been an incredibly tough season for him. And I've I've been really harsh on him. But I walking off, when I saw him walking off for that yellow card, the look in his eye was just to be a man and and I feel sorry for him
1: yeah I think like 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 many well more than many fans and and more than us you know it's' his, it's his career and it's what he does all, mm. all week he must be he must be so glad that that this season is over and he can he can put it behind him and and, and fly off to to australia but that's that's a that's a a different matter last thing I wanted to say on defense and I think this is always i always think of this as quite a good um I guess quite a good sign that teams are, are up for it. Teams are trying. Teams are fit enough. And that's kind of scramble defence. So when you see teams, when you see one guy miss a tackle, teams battling back. Saracens are unbelievable at it, but they will get players back on the line. They'll get. They will. Um, you know, what was it? Batten down the hatches or whatever it is. Yeah, and they'll do that. And they'll 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 dig teams out. If you look at those Worcester breaks, you the guys that miss tackles. They're ambling back. They're not even really chasing the game. The guys that are at the last breakdown are kind of, in some cases, walking back and just just watching the inevitable. And I think that, that was so evident. But and and by contrast, whenever we had opportunities, the Worcester guys are scrambling, map making good tackles. And I think in in general, it it just looked to me like one team battling for pride. You know, young guys who who really care about the club want to be part of it. Ted Hill, Finn Smith at nineteen, I thought. Both impressive, and then yeah, one 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 team, head in hands, hands on knees, just limping over the finish line, and and wanting wanting to be to, for it to be done, and that's just because expectations are so much higher, and and so they should be. But yeah, it was a wow. tough 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 second tough second forty to watch.
0: Right, going into the season, if you tell Worcester fans that they'll kind of finish, where they, I think they finished eleventh in the end, they'll take that. I think whereas for Bath, they're never take obviously you're not taking thirteenth, but you don't even dream of being close to that. And that all that kind of that makes that final game what it is in a in a way for me. I just think, yeah, the confidence has just completely gone from from one side and and they were just unable to to turn it around. And it just got from bad for worse, from bad to worse in that second half. And whilst we occasionally put through a couple of, you know, pretty but ineffective. Phases in the 22, which ultimately led to mistakes. They were much more clinical and, and ended up scoring six tries at six ways and scoring 43 points to, to 27 um, to consign Bath to their 18th loss of the season. Well,
1: I was just going to one one or a couple couple of last things for me. One kind of positive that I'll, I'll spin into a positive how I can. I was quite impressed with um, Niall Anna actually. <laughs> I was watching him thinking is the only thing I'm going to glimpse from this game he played he played 72 minutes he he got a rousing ovation when he went off as well which I, I I thought was I thought was nice he was industrious he hit his line outs very well which um, Tom Dunn, I'm afraid really didn't and I thought that was a again missed opportunities particularly at the end of that first half a couple of driving more opportunities that we just we just butchered but yeah Niall line out I thought he hit his he hit his line outs he had a couple of turnovers as well he carried quite nicely so um he looks he looks a good a good a good signing so um I guess we've got the Ed Griffiths Academy thanks, to thank Ed. that.
0: <laughs> thanks Ed
1: <laughs> his legacy
0: that, that really is Marseille trip and not at it is Ed Griffith's legacy. Absolutely. <laughs> <serious. laughs> um,
1: anything else was I gonna say?
0: We saw Max Green.
1: Yep, we saw, we him. saw him,
0: which was nice. I didn't. I haven't seen him in ages. Not
1: confirmed that he's going, is it?
0: I don't think so. And um, Simpson's going, and Fox is going, and Fox is going. It? Yeah there's a space for him finally. Maybe
1: we will get our our wish after about two years well we stopped saying it about a year ago because it was it was clear, clearly not happening um, the Will Stewart try was nice I was pleased mm-hmm. to see that I thought a nice little line JJ got absolutely smashed and Will Stewart cut a nice inside line a little weave inside and then cantered under the post not a not a sentence I thought I'd be saying about about Will Stewart this season and then just last thing maybe nice to see Max, our boy Max, get 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 a run out, and get the full eighty. I thought at times, and I'd I'd say this too. I thought at times he 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 struggled a little bit. Um, but it's understandable. I mean, his his last Premiership game of the season was the 26th of February, away to away to Newcastle. So after a great start to the season, you know, he he, he just hasn't had the hasn't quite had the game time the last few months. But good to see, good to see him get 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 back out there.
0: That was actually the game after, well, the podcast following that game was the game that game I on. did on. I, I remember,
1: yeah, I was, I, was, I was in a plane and missed that. So I've managed to managed to miss one of the, the few good moments of this season. That was Stock and the Seagulls first came back as well, wasn't it? He had a brace.
0: Curse of the BRP, didn't play again and, and McConaughey's not played much rugby either, but no. yeah. I think it's our fault, um, Tom. Yeah, finished bottom of the table, as I say, the worst side in the league, and and the overriding emotion for me and, and and from all Bath fans, I think is just thank, thankfully that's over, um, and let's 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 put that behind us. As I say, we will come back to. Um, come again with this podcast one more time this season to, to kind of put to rights everything that's happened, look back on it as a whole, maybe hand out the odd award if, if we feel necessary, look at the ins and outs a little bit um, and just kind of discuss, discuss the season as a whole um, And, and before, we, before we go away for, for the summer. Um, but yeah, the same old problems on Saturday that we were never able to fix.
1: Yeah, and 23 days now until our new head of rugby arrives at arrives at Farley Farley House. So first of July he will be he will be um on 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 home turf and yeah it can't come soon enough but um no pressure because all our all our eggs are certainly in the in the van grand basket so we will we we will see how that goes and as you say him and his him and his uh him and his cronies, JP Ferreira, etc. have a have a have a lot of a lot of a lot to sort out.
0: A Love Island reference from you, Tom, as we end this podcast and, and go and watch Love Island. I won't leave us. I won't, that. Be, I I won't leave... be watching it. I'm gonna put that on record. <laughs> I'll leave us with I'm gonna leave us with a tweet actually from Stand Up Bath, who have actually got a wooden spoon fittingly as their profile picture. I think this just sums up my thoughts and 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 it sums up the season beautifully. So Stand Up Bath says, Thank Christ it's over. Bottom of the league, brittle and broken. Between the battle-scarred lifers, youngsters and newbies, we need to see a bath team emerge who are aligned and love getting stuck in for each other. Don't like to say a total reset, but it needs a total reset. Absolutely spot on. Thank you so much for that comment. Thank you so much for listening. Now, more than ever, stick behind the boys through thick and thin.